Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 543rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time, broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, and it was truly a week like no other. When you factor in the coaching changes and the playoff games over the weekend, uh, it was just unbelievable. Just nonstop all week long. And uh, and given it's a holiday weekend, uh, it's not going to end yet. We've got two more games today and tonight. So what an awesome uh, football festival it has been. But that leads into my highlight of the week, which is the Detroit Lions ending all those nasty negative streaks that has haunted that franchise for decades by beating the L.A. Rams last night in one of those rare fast motion games uh, that you only get maybe a couple times a year where literally both teams look like they're playing in fast motion. And the electricity in that first half especially was just tremendous, um, just up and down the field, and great plays, scoring, all of it. It was just uh, exactly what Detroit fans and fans across America deserved to see from... I believe the first ever playoff game, uh, maybe in Ford Field, but maybe not. If it's not the first in Ford Field, which I think the last one was early 90s, uh, it certainly was never like last night. That place was absolutely electric, uh, brought back a lot of memories for me personally because I went to see the Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl in 2005 when the Jerome Bettis' last game in his hometown of Detroit. And then I also went later to a game at another game at Ford Field when uh, when the Lions played the Redskins, and that was a great take. It's a fabulous stadium right in downtown. And uh, again, safe to say it's never, ever been like it was last night. And it's probably going to be even better Uh this coming weekend, to say the least. So it was just uh, great to see Jared Goff. You know, the way he departed from Los Angeles, uh, the Rams, the team they played last night, obviously. You know, it just never felt right. It was awkward. And, uh, and you know, don't forget he was the quarterback uh, when the Rams had, you know, that electric offense 
early on in his career. And uh, they went to the 2018 Super Bowl against the Patriots. Uh, and, of course, the Patriots won. But, uh, you know, they, Jared Goff and the Rams had their moments, that's for sure. And uh, whoever forget that memorable uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, L.A. Rams, I think it was a Monday night game, certainly a night game. Uh, that was just incredible um, up and down the field. I think it finished something like whatever, 55-50 or something crazy. So uh, it was nice to see Jared Goff, who if anybody who watched the post game, and I'm guessing lots of you did, uh, his teammates just love the guy. Um, many of them said, you know, the, the, the winning this game last night was as important to win it for Jared Goff as it was to win it for the, you know, the victory starved playoff victory starved franchise, uh, the, the lions and also with, uh, the city, the city of Detroit. It was just, uh, again, a, a momentous, uh, NFL event. I, I just, uh, thought it was fantastic to watch it. Um, and I have a history with the lions, uh, in that the greatest pro football player ever from my hometown of Altoona, Pennsylvania, was uh, a center for the Detroit Lions in the 1960s. Excellent player, Ed Flanagan. I uh, believe he made some pro bowls or all pro teams, whatever. And uh, and again, he, uh, he was just a terrific player for the Lions for many years. And I always remember growing up that... Yeah, uh, my town basically came to a halt every Thanksgiving day to watch Ed Flanagan play because back in those days, it was the, uh, basically the only opportunity there was to see the Detroit lions, uh, in a national game. Uh, and so just always have been a fan of the lions since then. And, uh, and the lions have, uh, you know, I, when I went to the game uh, and met Tim Pendel, their uh, director of PR at the time, uh, a week after or so, I and he he got me tickets to the Lions Redskins game that I mentioned earlier. And uh, a week or so later, what shows up in my mailbox? But a lot of uh, Detroit Lions paraphernalia. So class act, uh, both Tim as well as the team itself. So I've, as you can obviously hear, I have a soft spot for the Detroit Lions, and I'm loving what they're doing, and I'm certainly not alone. Uh, fans across the country are clearly uh, rooting for them uh, just because of their story. It's just that simple. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun uh, to see the next playoff game there uh, this coming weekend. And uh, we'll see how they do. It's going to be great. My bizarre story of the week, of course, is the Cowboys getting absolutely obliterated at home uh, in yesterday's first game uh, by the Green Bay Packers, the youngest team in the league. You simply can't explain what happens with the Cowboys with their, I believe they've had three seasons in a row, 12 and 5. They were the number two seed. It really felt like it was lined up this year. I think they've won 15 straight at home. That's two years worth. Um, and the game was out of hand early. I mean, 
Packers uh, just looked fabulous. Jordan Love, what can you say? He was just spectacular. Um, and they took the opening drive and just drove it right down the field and scored a touchdown, and it was like the route was on. Um, so it's going to be fascinating to watch what happens with the Cowboys in the offseason. Uh, Mike McCarthy, a Pittsburgh guy, uh, fellow Western Pennsylvanian like myself, and, uh, you know, what's what's his future going to hold? I mean, I, yesterday was the very definition, truly, of a team not being ready to play. Offense, defense, special teams, you name it. Uh, you can go player by player. You can go, uh, you know, offense, you know, defense, offense, all of it. Uh, but as a whole, it was just uh, so unexpected and inexplicable that, you know, given it was a blowout, and I mean a big blowout, I think they had a 32-point lead with six minutes to go, gave up a couple of scores at the end, but they were meaningless. Um, you know, that I stuck with it, and I'm guessing many others did, because you just couldn't believe what you were seeing, and just complete, utter, total dominance by the Packers. Um and wow, Coach Matt LaFleur had, you know, a game plan for the ages. Uh, you know, Belichick's uh, defensive game plan, I think, against the K-Gun back in the day when he was defensive coach of the Giants is in the Hall of Fame when he stopped Jim Kelly and the K-Gun. Um, and I think that was the 86 Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe 91, whatever. And uh, yeah. Uh, that's in the Hall of Fame, and I, I can't help but think that maybe Matt, uh, but it was in the Super Bowl versus the playoff game, but I think Matt LaFleur's game plan was practically Hall of Fame worthy because it really just just came out of nowhere. Um, Packers were the lowest seed, number seven seed. They squeezed in and into the playoffs at the end. Jordan Love has had a very good year, but a little up and down. You know, nobody, nobody expected him to do what he did yesterday, which was, I believe, would have been a perfect quarterback rating, except for, like, one meaningless incompletion at some point in the game. Um, but it was a near-perfect game. Uh, he seems very likable, poised, as he displayed on the field yesterday to a very, very high degree. Um, and the Cowboys, done one and done again. Um so what will happen there, you have to think it's, you know, based on Jerry Jones's earlier comments of a few weeks ago, kind of see what happens game to game, whatever it was. Uh, and he, of course, was interviewed after the game, and he, he was just appeared to be devastated. Um, basically said it was the most surprising loss ever for him since he's been owner of the Dallas Cowboys, which is quite a statement coming from him. And, uh, <clears throat> so what will happen, you know, I mean, Micah, where was Micah Parsons yesterday? And, but you can't pin it on anybody. CD lamb seemed at times unhappy throughout the game or there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle between him and Dak early in the game on the sidelines. And, uh, you know, you have to give credit again, back to the Packers for how they neutralized Micah Parsons. 
Um, he was a non-factor, but the entire team, the Cowboys team, was a complete non-factor as the, you know, as, as most evidenced by that touchdown pass to the tight end where there was nobody around him. I mean, there was not even another player on the TV screen. That's how wide open he was. To say he could have walked into the end zone would be an understatement. He could have, like, crawled into the end zone and, and uh, made it with plenty to spare. So just breakdowns all around. And uh, so-called America's team is, once again, out early. And you just have to believe that there's going to be repercussions coming out of that. And most importantly, changes. We'll see what they're going to be. But uh, it was definitely uh, <laughs> one of the more surprising results. Although it happens, seems to happen every year. So I don't know how surprised we should be. They have excellent regular seasons. But this year seemed to be the best of them, especially given their home record. Uh, but then they just crash and burn every year in the playoffs. So we're here at the end of our first segment. So much to talk about just in yesterday's two games that I never got to, you know, the news of the week and the games on Saturday. Uh, and the news of the week being, of course, you know, the coaching changes, just incredible how that's all unfolded, you, you know, in rapid fire fashion, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Uh, so I'll get to all of that on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Boys America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. You can email me at iir at comcast.net. Spent the first segment talking about the great games yesterday. Well, one great, one not so great, but uh, the uh, two NFL playoff games headlined by the Lions uh, getting their victory at Ford Field after many decades of waiting, three, I believe, exact and of course the Green Bay Packers utter obliteration of the Dallas Cowboys uh, making them one and done again in this year's playoffs but didn't have time after that to get to uh, my low light of the week and again a week like no other which was simply the end of an era in New England with Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways uh, I let me stay, start off by saying I like the way it was handled uh, with all the chatter around Belichick and would he stay, would he not. Uh, I was saying it just needs to be handled in a professional, friendly manner, and that's exactly what happened with he and Bob Kraft doing the press conference together. Um, nothing but respect as it should be after 24 years and six Super Bowl victories, uh, and basically and arguably the greatest 20 year run in American sports history by any team in any sport. Uh, and lucky for me, I had a ringside seat for all of it. I bought tickets, season tickets the day after Bill Parcells was hired and, uh, who could have ever expected? Certainly I didn't, and no other Patriots fans did, that uh, you, you know that we would be embarking upon six Super Bowls. Again, one of the great eras in sports history. Tom Brady and I was there uh, with a ringside seat for all of it. So truly one of the great, great uh, pleasures of my life and maybe one of the wiser decisions I've ever made to buy those tickets Back when they were very affordable, uh, the day after Parcells was hired, we knew victory and playoffs were right around the corner when the day, the day he was hired, and it certainly was all that and much more. I always remember this was in the old stadium where I was literally escorted on a Saturday morning to my seats by a member of the ticketing staff who basically sat me down and said, are these okay? And I said, you bet. And they were 11th row at the goal line and uh, transitioned to great seats over at the new stadium, Gillette Stadium, and uh, still hold them to this day. So, uh, again, I was glad the way it was handled. Uh, It certainly, and I think it was time, I really do. Um, Given the last four years, starting with, of course, Brady's departure, COVID, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, all of it. It has not been a good four years since Brady left. And uh, 
you know, change was needed. It was time. And, uh, but it's still, again, it's sad to see it like officially end. Uh, although Jared Mayo, uh, was named the very next day last week to be Belichick's successor. We've been hearing that for a few years now that he was the coach in waiting and that certainly turned out to be true. And I, myself, am a big fan of Jared Mayo. I have covered his, uh, Mayo Bowl charity event that was held near my house in New England, 10 minutes away for years. And I covered it for years and uh, it has continued to live on with James White hosting it, David Andrews this past year. I was there for that, too. And uh, so Jared Mayo, you know, he was elected captain in his second year. He was rook- defensive rookie of the year. I mean, he, he, he's got the goods. And, uh, you, you know, certainly everything I ever witnessed from the encounters at his charitable event every year, every September uh, favorably impressed me. So I think it's a great choice and uh, tough act to follow, but uh, he's been on the staff for a few years now and uh, that's going to be interesting. But again, still back to just, uh, y- you know, the sadness with the finalization of this era in New England Patriots history. And, uh, you know, I think back to uh some of the just moments, so many, you know, here, here's a good example and not to sound arrogant, but this was the, the hand we were dealt and we were happy to play it, which was, you know, when the schedule come out every year, I would, you know, and I would look right to the playoff weekends and literally pencil in, in January, Whatever it would be, the divisional round, maybe the wild card game, although the wild card weekend, followed by when was a divisional round, followed by, uh, you know, when would be the AFC championship and ultimately the Super Bowl. And I would pencil those dates in, you know, like as soon as they were announced, knowing that the Patriots were likely going to be playing in those games and they were likely going to be at home and I, would, I was likely going to be going there. And, uh, and I even had a reminder watching some of the game with the chiefs cold game the other night, uh, against, of course, uh, the dolphins, uh, that I went to a lot of, uh, great snow games and cold games. That game temperature in Kansas city on Saturday night was identical to a famous postseason playoff game that I attended. It was Patriots Titans. It was on a Saturday night, just like the Chiefs game the other night. Uh, it was five below straight temperature, 25 below wind chill. I think the final stats on the temp were from Saturday night were like four below and 27 below wind chill. So I, I, it was just so identical, brought back a lot of memories from that night. I always remember before the game, everybody was so uh, dressed against the cold weighed down by heavy clothes that uh, always reminded me of uh, what it must have been like at, at, at Valley Forge back in the day. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, because people, you, you could hardly even talk. I remember drinks, beers were being frozen right in the stands um, after a couple of sips. Uh, so just really, you know, the parallels were, were interesting to be thinking about the other night. And, uh and of course, saw some other famous snow snow games 
I was at the Dolphins Patriots game, speaking of the Dolphins playing in a cold game, but this was a snow game made famous by Teddy Bruschi throwing the snow in the air. We always remember that one visuals that live to this day. And then I was at the ultimate snow game, which was of course the tuck rule game. And, uh, one of the great sports events of my life that I've ever attended. Um, other games, I, I always remember those uh, playoff games against Peyton Manning and the Colts when that rivalry was really heating up and turning into the best rivalry in the NFL, Brady versus Manning. And I nicknamed them Snow on Demand Games uh, the, for those Januaries because basically it seemed at least one for sure, maybe a couple, where the minute the Colts and Peyton Manning appeared in the visitor's tunnel to come out at the beginning of the game, it would start snowing. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Uh, we all know they were a dome team uh, uh, over in Indy. Um, so it was exactly what Patriot fans were praying for. And typically they got it. And typically the Patriots won um, those games at home. So just great, great playoff memories. Uh, great memories overall. You, you know, it was just such a, uh, such a thing, but to grow with, uh, the dynasty, you know, to watch it unfold, to watch it, the Patriots become, you know, the most important franchise in Boston. That's saying something when you have Bruins, Celtics, and Red Sox, but they had, they, they vaulted to number one, given Brady and Belichick, those two will always be paired together. Uh, it's almost like one big word. And uh, so again, sad to see it end. But it was time for it to, it to end. I think everybody uh, just needed a change after this year. Um, just the worst year in Bill Belichick's coaching career. And a quick note on Belichick. Uh, I attended many, many of his press conferences over the years. Asked a few questions here and there. He always treated me with uh, great respect. Uh, answer the questions with great respect. We all know uh, Bill Belichick and the media and those famous press conferences. They, they were the height of un discomfort, shall we say, for the media squirming in their seats, I being one of them at times. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. What else can I say? It is what it is, especially those press conferences among the highlights of my career, especially when they were really, really sizzling hot topics uh, swirling about. And with the Patriots, there, it was always a topic. <laughs> there was always something going on because they were uh, they were America's team, that's for sure, during that 20-year period. Well, hard to believe. I, I devoted the whole segment to Belichick and the Patriots parting ways, but it definitely deserves a whole segment, if not a whole show. And uh, why don't we take our second break Still have a lot more to get to that I haven't even touched on yet, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. 
We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show wish america listeners Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And I spent the first segment talking about the great games from yesterday. Well, one great, one not so great, (laughs) but surprising. That, of course, being the Lions victory over the Rams last night, and then earlier in the day, the Packers obliterating the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas uh, in what was a shocking uh, game to watch. Uh, I spent the last segment talking about the end of an era in New England, uh, for which I had a ringside seat for, that of course being the Patriots and Bill Belichick parting ways last week. Jared Mayo is the new coach. And uh, I've been a season ticket member since the day after Parcells was hired and had a ringside seat for arguably the greatest dynasty over a 20-year period in the history of American sports. But that's not all. There was certainly so much other news. Let's start with the retirement of Nick Saban. Uh, That one kicked off what was just a, a stunning week. Well, it didn't kick it off. It wasn't the first because right just before that, Pete Carroll shockingly retired, uh, or I shouldn't say retired. Uh, it was announced he was no longer coach of the Seattle Seahawks. We'll just leave it there. I don't know that anybody knows exactly yet what went on. But, uh, yeah, Pete Carroll. Uh, again, I was a season ticket member when Pete Carroll uh, was brought on and uh, he was there for three years succeeded by Belichick and uh, you, you know you can, and I believe Nick Saban 
succeeded Pete Carroll in a previous uh, assistant coach job. So the, the connections here are unbelievable. We all know Belichick and Saban are great, great friends. And Saban was his defensive coordinator, I believe, at Cleveland in the late 90s. And so the way their uh, paths intersected and for those three uh, to all have changes occur in their coaching lives uh, within basically 48 hours, if not 36 hours of each other, is pretty incredible. Um, and I'm, I'm thrilled that Pete Carroll is, we, there was a big board yesterday in the background of the ESPN announcers, and it just said legends. And Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. So I'm glad to see Pete Carroll there because I think he deserves it. Uh, he lived in my town of Medfield, Massachusetts, 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium, when he was the coach of the Patriots. Uh, I've interviewed him when he was the head coach at USC uh, the week leading into the Rose Bowl, and he was just fantastic. And then met Pete a couple times at NFL owners meetings, and once, uh, and we got to know each other as well as his wife because they were both interested in uh, the latest and greatest. They were out in California by this time, but the latest and greatest from the town they lived in, the suburb of Medfield, Massachusetts. So, uh, and every time I've seen him, he 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 always remembers me and could not be more cordial. So I've always been a fan of Pete Carroll. And, uh, and now Nick Saban, um, he, he just truly shocked the, uh, shocked the sports world, certainly the college football world by, uh, out of nowhere retiring. Um, and there were some rumors sort of floating around, uh, you know, um, but he did make it to the college football playoff in his final year. Uh, the best record, maybe the greatest coach in college football history from uh, West Virginia. I used to live and work up in West Virginia way back in the day, but that's where Saban and, for that matter, Jimbo Fisher are from that area, as well as Sam Huff. <laughs> um, a lot of football coming out of uh, the Morgantown uh, area, Fairmont. Um, and Nick Saban was, you know, I inter was part of a group of media interviewing him at the NFL draft face to face in New York city when it was a radio city music hall going back 10, 15 years, whatever. Very impressed with him there. He was at the height of his powers and his dynasty. He was there because as usual, there were a ton of Alabama players who were about to be drafted in the first round that night. And, uh, but you know, I just always liked him. Um, you, you know, the program he ran down there in Alabama, uh, legendary to say the least seven national championships, six at Alabama. And of course the one at, uh, LSU and he's just had a career for the ages. Uh, no nonsense guy. Uh, I liked all he had to say upon his retirement because I felt what he said is what he did, which was basically uh, help the lives of these young college players, help them to have better lives, not just make the NFL, um, but to get them, uh, give them a head start, shall we say, on 
uh, leading a better life as a result of their attending Alabama and playing for him. And uh, what a wagon that team, that program, not team, there's many teams, uh, but what a wagon that program was. Uh, you know, I referenced earlier how I could pencil the Patriots into the playoffs every uh, every January on the calendar. Uh, same with Alabama. I mean, you just assumed they were going to be number one in the preseason pools. You just assumed they would be in whether it was the BCS or the college football playoff, whatever. I covered them a few times in the college football playoffs. I covered the uh, when they played Clemson and won uh, down in Jerry World, uh, referencing uh, the game we saw yesterday in that very same stadium, and uh, attended a number of Saban's press conferences as well. Uh, in addition to the one at the draft, I attended uh, uh, more than a few at the college football playoff national championship Uh and, you know, it, it was a don't miss event, you, you know, the opportunity to to see Nick Saban, uh, listen to what he had to say, uh, you, you know, with another national championship looming. And he was uh, he was just terrific, of course. Um, so uh, just fascinating to watch how all of these how these three people whose careers changed last week. Saban retired. Pete Carroll no longer at the Seahawks. Bill Belichick no longer with the Patriots. Uh, and to see how they all intersected uh, in the span of pretty much less than two days. Uh, uh, fascinating. Can't make this stuff up, as I like to say. And by the way, I like the hiring of Kalen DeBoer from University of Washington. I've been so impressed with him going back to, you know, with the games against Oregon, uh, you know, that he played this year. And of course the college football playoff, um, you know, the game against Texas. Uh, and then of course the loss to Michigan and congratulations to Michigan and coach Jim Harbaugh, another coaching change, potential, potential coaching change. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but his name is in the mix for a potential NFL coach. But anyway, Kalen DeBoer, I, I, every time I watched him, I was just so impressed with his post game on field interviews, uh, and whatever else, uh, whatever else interview clips would come during the week. And he just, really blew me away. So I think Alabama made a terrific choice there and, uh, I expect big things from him. And I had no idea that his coaching record was something that sounds like, if I get this right or close to right, some like 104 wins and 12 losses or something like unbelievable, just an insanely good coaching history. Um, and uh, now he's got the, the prize job in all of college football and one of the prize jobs in all of sports. When you coach at Alabama, it's like being center fielder for the Yankees. Um, it's just uh, it's a, a hallowed position. And now Kalen DeBoer has it. 
uh, we'll all be watching with uh, bated breath to see if he can keep this dynasty going uh, based on what I saw him do with Washington, especially this year, winning all those close games. Uh, I would expect uh, the, uh, the dynasty is going to keep going. I, I have really no doubt about that whatsoever. So we've come to the end of our third segment together. Still a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And as always, my events of the week for appointment viewing are today and tonight, which would be the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills today at 430 Eastern from Buffalo 
uh, which is going to be another cold game, uh, looks like. Nothing like what it was yesterday when basically it would have been literally impossible to play. And NFL made a good move in working with New York authorities. So basically, I think they had a driving ban <laughs> yesterday. So that wouldn't have worked out well for the for holding that game with basically no crowd would have been like the COVID days. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, smart move. I'm sure part of the thinking to a, to a degree, I mean, it's all about safety, but the way it landed on a holiday today, Martin Luther King day. And, uh, yeah. So four thirty today, uh, won't call it bonus football cause we didn't have it yesterday at one, but should be fun to watch. And then that will be followed by the Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay bucks, uh, tonight at eight o'clock or so. And, that game is full of drama as well. Bucks closed and won their division uh, for the third year in a row, first time in franchise history. And uh, they got off the season. They finished with a nine and eight record. Uh, got off to a good start. Had a bad middle, but a great ending. So they're on a bit of a roll. It's in Tampa, and uh, the Eagles are just reeling. Uh, lost five of their last six games. So uh, a lot of people are picking the Bucks, and rightfully so. Uh, and should be a fun game to watch. They both should be fun to watch, no doubt about it. Um, and just before I leave the NFL, uh, hats off to the Texans. They put on a show, two pick sixes uh, against Joe Flacco. Uh, they just dominated the uh, Cleveland Browns and the excellent defense. And as far as Joe Flacco goes, he had quite a run, but I've noticed, remember this with Joshua Dobbs, uh, Minnesota, as well as, uh, as well as with the Cincinnati Bengals, their quarterback where you, you know, they put together a few good games and Flacco had more than a few. Um, but the run, the run comes to an end. Uh, uh, and Joe Flacco's run certainly came to an end, but what he did was pretty amazing. I think 39 years old and, uh, and he can still sling it. No doubt about that. But, uh, the the Texans, they just look great. And CJ Stroud, uh, I've heard it referred to, and I wouldn't disagree. Maybe the greatest rookie quarterback in NFL history or greatest season, by a rookie quarterback. Uh, it's just amazing. And suddenly uh, the Texans look very, very formidable, to put it mildly. Um, I also want to mention golf. The PGA show, the biggest non-tournament event in golf, is next week in Orlando, Florida. And it's attended typically by uh, up to 40,000 attendees from all areas of the golf world, uh, including players. Um, it's just, again, the event. Everybody who's anybody from the world of golf goes to this event every single year. Uh, you can go to the bank with it always pretty much the last week of January or very late in January and, uh, just nothing like it. 
and uh, I've covered it for many years. We'll be there next week. Looking forward to it. Quite possibly my favorite conference of the year every year. And uh, and it's great. They start with Demo Day on Tuesday where they uh, it's all outside and all the big names in golf, Titleist, TaylorMade, on and on and on. Uh, display their newest products and uh, it's outside at Orange County National like I said and it's uh, you just walk around and visit all the various booths and booths would be an understatement they're basically each one is a, practically a little city um, and you know everybody can try new clubs new balls you name it and uh, new equipment of any and all sorts uh, and you, you know, so it's like massive driving ranges and everything. It's it's a great way to start it off, and then um, and then it moves inside to the Orange County Convention Center, which is a massive uh, event or massive venue, tailor made, no no pun intended, to uh, to handle an event such as this. So, uh, really, really looking forward to that. Um, and it's just going to be great. And again, there's just inside at the convention center, just endless booths, literally as far as the eye could see. Um, with again, all the big names, again, current and former players and every, any, everybody who's anybody in the golf industry, tons of media, of course, covering it. Uh, it's, it's a show like no other. So certainly looking forward to the PGA show next week in Orlando. And uh, by the way, I, st- sticking with golf, great ending yesterday uh, out in Oahu with the second tournament of the year. First one was, of course, at Kapalua. And uh, I've actually played that course in Maui. And good to see an event being out in Maui after the wildfires of this past summer. Uh, moved over to Oahu and uh, New Englander uh, Keegan Bradley uh, closed strong to get in the playoff. Uh, he didn't win, but it was good to see Keegan Bradley on the leaderboard and, in fact, get to a playoff. Um, yesterday, that was a uh, just really fun. I mean, who doesn't like watching golf from Hawaii or, frankly, anything from Hawaii in January? Um, and Keegan Bradley again played at, uh, a local high school, uh, up in New England, uh, to where I lived. Uh, my town was in the exact same league as Keegan Bradley's town, which was Hopkinton, Massachusetts, famous for, that's where the Boston marathon starts every year. And, uh, so just really good to see, uh, Keegan Bradley, uh, you know, get the year off to a strong start. No doubt about it. Uh, speaking of Boston, another thing that just certainly bears mentioning is the Boston Celtics. Uh, they won, I believe, their 19th win in a row at the Garden. Uh, it's the all-time record for the franchise. Um, certainly to start the season. And... Uh, they beat their old coach, Ume Adoka, and the Rockets, uh, racking up 145 points. So the Celtics 
uh, are just off to a great start, obviously. And uh, so that's really nice to see. Uh, people are very thirsty in, in New England for a championship. Trust me. And uh, especially after what happened to the Bruins last year and with the Celtics losing game seven after that fantastic comeback from down, uh, I believe it was 3 0. Um, and uh, this team looks like it might have the goods, uh, all the offseason moves, specifically Christos Porzingis coming to the team and looking terrific. Uh, seems to have paid off. And uh, hopefully they can stay healthy and do what they do and, and bring one home. It's, it really feels like the time is now for the Celtics, um, to say the least. Uh, J- Jason Tatum is just spectacular, uh, as is Jalen Brown. And they've been surrounded by some just great pieces. It really looks like a complete team with all the offseason moves by Brad Stevens, former coach, now GM. And uh, so a lot of excitement in New England for the Celtics to see if they can, uh, you know, bring it home um, this year. Uh, I think them and the Lakers are tied with 17 as the most NBA championships ever. So it's a big deal. Who's going to get the next one? Well, great show. So much going on. Enjoy today's Steelers Bills followed by Bucks eagles two great games um, this afternoon and this evening. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.